Welcome to the Open Places Podcast, where we fill the gaps in our lives with true character. Today, we're going to hear from Wanda on what availability is. Let's listen in. I'm going to read to you a poem titled, Everybody, Somebody, Nobody, and Anybody. Once upon a time, there were four church members. Their names were Everybody, Somebody, Nobody, and Anybody. Whenever there was an important job to be done, everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. When nobody did it, everybody got angry because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought that somebody would do it, but nobody realized that nobody would do it. So consequently, everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done in the first place. (laughs) Which brings me to the question, who's actually available to do the work of the Lord? Everybody? Somebody? Nobody? Or anybody? When was the last time the Lord asked you to do something? Did you say yes? Did you say no? Or perhaps you excused it away by thinking that it was your own thoughts asking you to do something that was out of the ordinary. I've been there. I've said yes. I've said no. I've even told myself that can't be God is probably just me. And yes, while it's important to discern the thoughts that run through our minds, being available to God to do his work takes courage and discipline. We need courage to step out of our comfort zone and allow God to use us as he pleases. We are too self-conscious and need to be more God-conscious. There are two things that destroy our availability. The first is fear. Fear of not hearing God correctly, fear of messing up, fear of not being able to live up to his standards, fear of not being very knowledgeable about him or the Bible, fear of what others may think, fear of being too old or too young. You're not the only one. We all struggle with the fear of being unqualified to do what God has called us to do. And that's okay to a certain extent because healthy fear keeps us humble and dependent on him. But fear that causes us to run away feeling defeated before we even begin is not good. The second destroyer of availability is comparison. We women waste too much time comparing ourselves to other people. When God calls us to step in into new and unfamiliar territory, it's difficult not to feel inadequate because in many cases what we end up doing is comparing ourselves to whoever was doing it before us. And if that's the case, then it's important to know this. If someone else is always going to be the standard that we measure ourselves against before we even make ourselves available to God, then we should also understand that we will permanently disqualify ourselves from ever being used. Why? Well, because there's always going to be someone out there who is younger or older, has a bigger personality, is better at speaking in front of others, is more outgoing, more successful, is better educated has had more training, is more creative, more sophisticated, more knowledgeable, and so on and so forth. You get the point, right? (laughs) If you look for it, you will always find someone else you think is better qualified to do the task that God is calling you to do. It's almost inevitable. We all do it at some point or another. God calls us to do something, and we can immediately think of at least three other people who would be better. But let's remember... The Lord is not concerned with what we look like physically or with our abilities, because the truth is that our abilities, gifts, and talents come from Him anyway. He searches for people who love Him, serve Him, have a sincere and teachable heart, and whose lives align with the truth of His Word. 
This is why when the Lord spoke to Samuel and sent him to Bethlehem to anoint the next king, he told him, don't be impressed by appearances. Why? Because God himself had already rejected what others would define as king material. God does not view things the way that men do. People look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man qualifies people based on their appearances and worldly credentials, but those are not the boxes on God's checklist. He wants our willingness and our availability. So it's up to us to be available to him. He's not going to force us into anything because he will not violate the free will he gave us. When we close ourselves off from being used by him because we're too fearful or too busy comparing ourselves to other people, we deprive ourselves of the potential in the Lord. Jesus told his disciples in John 14, 12, I'll tell you for certain that if you have faith in me, you will do the same things I am doing. You will do even greater things now that I am going back to the Father. Jesus says that having faith in him unlocks the door to not only the things that he did, but doing even greater things. He was the ultimate example of what it means to lead a life of availability. But it is also true that God's calling can feel overwhelming at times. Take, for example, Jeremiah. He was 17 years old when God called him to complete an assignment. He was called to warn the nation of Judah of the coming judgment that would be God's punishment for their rebellious and sinful ways. He was assigned the unhappy task of going to the people to announce the destruction of their nation. You know, what did Jeremiah do when God called him? He didn't say yes right away. He didn't make himself immediately available to God, and he didn't say no outright. No, but he did make excuses for himself. He first told God he really didn't know how to speak, then proceeded to remind him of just how young he was. He was hesitant and tried to resist God's plans. He didn't feel qualified. Jeremiah was hoping that his circumstances would disqualify him from his calling. Jeremiah wasn't even old enough to have what the world would consider sufficient life experiences to go out and do such a big job. But look at how God responded to him. The Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you. Don't be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. In other words, God had his back. It was God who called him, authorized him, and qualified Jeremiah to go to go and do what he had assigned him to do. But here's the thing about God. He knows us intimately. He tells us in the book of Jeremiah, in the first chapter, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. I set you apart for me before you were born. You know, we have worth and value in the eyes of God before anyone knows we exist in our mother's womb. He has plans for our life while we are still being formed. So while others may not see the value in our lives, God sees us. He has made us what we are. He has created us, us in Christ Jesus to live lives filled with good works that he has prepared for us to do in advance. Now watch this. Why did Jeremiah have God's backing? Jeremiah 1.12 tells us, The Lord said to me, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. That verse blows my mind. I'm going to break it down just in case you didn't catch this awesome truth. When you make yourself available to God, the reason he equips you with everything you will need to accomplish the task is because it is he who is diligently watching to ensure that his mission is fulfilled. Did you catch that? I'm going to read it again. The God says, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. When God gives you a task, whether big or small, whether long-term or short, 
God becomes personally invested in you, paying close attention to every detail, teaching you what to say and what to do so that the task gets completed because it matters to him more than it will probably matter to you. So as long as you remain faithful to the calling and are obedient to him, God guarantees that it will get done and it will get done right through you, no matter how inexperienced you feel or how unqualified you are in the eyes of man. Jeremiah's task was not an easy one. In fact, it was so hard that he was referred to as the weeping prophet. He cried a lot over the message he had to deliver to God's people. And even though he was mocked, rejected, and even threatened by the very people he had to deliver the message to, he knew he had to keep going because God would be with him and see to it that his word was fulfilled. You know, this is not the same as when we go off on our own to do something and then say that it was God who sent us when he really didn't. God has no obligation to back up something that he did not send us to do, no matter how good and godly we think it is. So if he's calling you to a task, you can say no, or you can make yourself available and say yes, even if you are scared out of your mind and feel as though you don't have any special abilities that God can use. You see, God has never done using us for his glory, regardless of the season of life we are in. Singleness, married, divorced, motherhood, empty nester, widowed, retiree. When we make our, ourselves available to him, he will use us. So many of us have been like Jeremiah. We are so acutely aware of our human limitations that before we can even say yes, we begin to plead our case before God of all the things we can't and are not good at. And we say those things hoping that God will agree. Then we won't feel so bad saying no to him. So when you do hear the voice of God prompting you to do something, don't harden your heart. When we block our ears to the Holy Spirit and run away, our hearts begin to harden. When we make ourselves available and obey his instructions, what we will come to see for ourselves is the promise that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we ask or imagine according to the power that works in us. Ephesians 3.20 So the next time the Lord asks, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Will you make yourself available and say, yes, Lord, send me? Or will you say, no, send someone else? Just remember, he wants to use you if you'll let him. I'm Wanda, and that was this segment of Just Keeping It Real. Thanks for listening to today's Open Places podcast as we stay committed to repair, restore, and rebuild. As women, wives, and moms, we are standing with you to help see you grow.